The products discussed in this podcast are only available in the United States. Hello, I'm Joe Labresh from the Texas Investment Manager Solutions. I'm here today with our portfolio strategist, Garrett Melson, to talk about the Fed's decision to raise interest rates uh, by 25 basis points. It's been a tumultuous couple weeks with a lot of focus uh, coming into this meeting on how the Fed would message any rate movement against the backdrop of the banking crisis uh, and inflation, of course. So, Garrett, let's let's dive right in. Uh, how do you interpret what Chair Powell had to say yesterday? Uh, do you look at this as dovish or hawkish? Can you run through the policy decision uh, that was announced and kind of your main takeaways? Yeah, well, it certainly has been a wild ride over the last couple of weeks. You know, I, I think the easy way to sum up this meeting was is a dovish hike, right? So the expectations were all over the map. You know, we had some banks calling for cuts, uh, pauses for a 25 basis point hike, maybe a termination to the, the quantitative tapering or tightening plans. In essence, really what we got was uh, following through on essentially what the markets had priced. You know, most of that cu- uh, hike was already priced into the market, so they took it. But a lot of the commentary and the messaging was pretty soft. And, and basically, the takeaway is that, you know, we got some updates in terms of how they're thinking about the banking stress. Generally, it's resilient and it's safe, but there are some risks. Uh, and what they expect is that it's going to lead to tightening of credit conditions, and that ultimately will be a disinflationary force. So I think it it uh, stands to reason that they have some motivation to pause here and see how things unfold. If they need to hike further, they will. But for now, it seems like they're taking somewhat of a cautious stance. And I think that was really the, the key tone is this is a, a shift in the balance of risks. 25 seemed reasonable, but now they're going to be assessing uh, certainly as the data comes in. Great. And so getting a little more specific on the banking crisis itself, uh, his messaging there seemed pretty forceful and almost short and to the point to be forceful. Uh, can you talk about that messaging and help us interpret it? The response from the Fed, the Treasury, and the FDIC overall, how, how can we translate this to the tightening of credit conditions overall? And he had some comments on how that might compare to future rate hikes or a rate hike. Can you kind of explain that for us? Yeah. So, you know, Powell's comments over the last couple of pressers obviously have started with an opening salvo, which is you know their commitment to inflation and getting it back down to target. Uh, unsurprisingly, that was swapped in exchange for a discussion on the banking system. And again, you know as I mentioned already, his comments really revolved around the fact that it is a very resilient and strong system. Uh, capital is very robust, and so really it boiled down to a, a handful of small banks that were facing issues. But again, trying to stress to the American public that you know they have the tools to, to address those issues and ultimately their depositors cash is, is really safe in the banking system so you know I think the key is they really did respond significantly in, in that coordinated response with the FDIC and Treasury in terms of trying to set up that backstop uh, to provide liquidity to any banks that were dealing with issues and that is really powerful force right we've talked about this in the past it kind of short circuits that negative feedback loop uh, and ultimately helps to reinstill confidence in the system here. So, you know, I think that's still in play. And what it does really open up the possibility to is, you know, they expect to get some disinflationary help from credit conditions tightening in the banking system as a result, even if there is no further stress. But what it opens up is the fact that they now have somewhat of a ring fence around the banking system. So if they do need to go further with rate hikes, they can do both those actions at the same time, right? It's not that, you know, rate hikes are going to uh, exacerbate the issues in the banking system. They have the the tools from the liquidity facilities to address the 
of financial stability risks, and rate hikes will be the tool to address inflationary pressures if those persist longer than they expect. Yeah, you seem to try to separate the two issues yeah. and make them distinct, and I thought exactly. that was interesting. Uh, so let's move on and talk about the broader economy. And could you talk about his comments on the broader economy overall, where we stand on growth, uh, the labor markets, and of course, inflation? We have to talk about that. Yeah, honestly, outside of the the comments regarding the banks and kind of their updated reaction function in, in the light of the banking stresses, most of the rest of the presser was pretty boring, to be honest. I mean, there's conversation about the regulatory changes and, and reviews that were going to be coming down the pipe. But to be honest, you know, the comments are regarding the, the economy. Basically, what you should expect uh, if you've listened to the last couple of pressers and you've, you've seen some of the comments more recently, you know, growth is showing signs of picking back up after slowing over the course of 2022. There's some questions as to whether or not that's you know weather related or not. We would probably push back. It's it's organic growth. Uh, nonetheless, you know, it's picking up. Inflation is still too high. Uh, labor markets are still too tight, even though we're seeing encouraging signs on both those fronts. So, you know, that's the bottom line. We're making progress. It's still early, and and bottom line is they continue to be committed to getting inflation back down. So, uh, not really much uh, to write home about that was new on that in that regard. Great. So, equities did end up selling off as he was proceeding with his Q&A, but we don't think it was because of him. Uh, if we look at what Secretary Yellen had to say on Capitol Hill that day, how do you interpret what she had to say, uh, her comments on deposit insurance overall, and the effects on the market? Yeah, so you know, I think a lot of investors were probably scratching their heads during during the presser in terms of the market reaction. You know, we saw a pretty strong rally to start and uh, a strong bid to yields compressing, uh, rates compressing. But you know, I think when the dust kind of settled. You know, investors went back to the screens and saw that Powell's former boss, Janet Yellen, was on Capitol Hill testifying in front of Senate. And she did make more comments that we've heard in you know the past week or so that the Treasury and the White House don't have the, the ability and the authority to expand deposit coverage, to either increase that uh, insurance limit or just a blanket coverage. That really stands within the hands of Congress. But it seems like the tape is still fairly jittery. So any comments around that uh, and lack of progress on that front seems to be taken negatively, and that certainly drove markets lower into the close. And I think that's somewhat of a red herring here. Markets are totally overestimating the the impact of those comments. You know, you do have a very powerful backstop coming from the Fed that likely limits the need of any increase in deposit coverages here. And at the end of the day, you know, the news flow coming out of Congress is actually somewhat encouraging on that front. They have had discussions about actually rolling out legislation to expand that coverage here. So it certainly seems like Powell is overshadowed a little bit by by Yellen. I think that's a little bit uh, overdone because it really wasn't anything new and, and certainly shouldn't have been moving markets as much as it seemingly, seemingly did. Great. So let's uh, look forward here. Uh, what do you think the events of the Fed yesterday and uh, Secretary Yellen. What do you think that has in terms of effect on equity markets going forward? Uh, through all the tumult, the S&P has actually held up pretty well the last couple of weeks. Uh, the rate markets have been all over the place, and that's where you could argue the drama has really played out. Uh, what do you see in both of those markets going forward? Yeah, so I think it's a couple things. You know, market really has been resilient, um, where you've really seen the volatilities and the repricing of rate estimates, and that's led to significant volatility throughout the the Treasury markets. You know, I think this helps to start to tamp down some of that uncertainty. Um, you know, we don't know exactly how much credit tightening we'll see come about as a result of the the issues in the banking sector, but the bottom line is Powell told us multiple times. 
it will lead to tightening that will essentially take the place of some hikes. And so I think that gives some confidence in terms of where the upside ceiling is on the terminal rate. And at the end of the day, that's going to help in terms of you know tamping down some of that volatility. For equity markets, that's also encouraging, right? So the, the volatility there can kind of bleed into other asset classes. I think what we're setting up for is probably a return to the regime that we saw you know, towards the end of last year, early this year, which is markets are going to be oscillating back and forth between a narrative of a soft landing and a hard landing as a result of this. So there's still going to be some sources of uncertainty. But ultimately, I think that you're going to see that, you know, Markets are, are going to reflect that the Fed doesn't have to go quite as far, and you're still seeing that growth is holding up, and that's going to actually going to be somewhat of a supportive backdrop here, especially as we start to see some of that credit condition tightening bleeding into and, and helping on the disinflation story. That's great. If you were just watching the news and looking at the markets, not looking at the markets, I should say, you wouldn't think that uh, the S&P would be where it is. So I guess that wraps it up. Uh, thanks for your comments here today, Garrett. That's great. And I want to thank everyone for joining us today for more insights into the Fed and the markets. Be sure to register for our March 29th macro webinar, which we will be on, uh, featuring Garrett Melson and Jack Janisiewicz. And you can visit our website at im.natixis.com. Thanks. Important information. For listeners outside the United States, Natixis Investment Managers Distribution and Service Groups include Natixis Investment Managers SA, Luxembourg, Natixis Investment Managers International, France, and their affiliated distribution and service entities. These entities conduct any regulated activities only in and from the jurisdictions in which they are licensed or authorized. Their services and the products they manage are not available to all investors in all jurisdictions. For additional information and important podcasts disclosures for listeners outside the U.S., please consult im.natixis.com slash intl slash podcasts dash and dash other dash media. Further, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speaker and not necessarily those of Natixis Investment Managers. These views were provided as of the date of recording and will not be revised. The information contained in this podcast does not constitute investment advice or an offer to buy or sell a financial product from any Natixis Investment Managers entity. There can be no assurance that developments will transpire as forecasted. Actual results may vary. All investing involves risk, including the risk of loss. Investment risk exists with equity, fixed income, and alternative investments. There is no assurance that any investment will meet its performance objectives or that losses will be avoided. In the United States, provided by Natixis Distribution, LLC 888 Boylston Street, Boston, MA02199. Natixis Investment Managers includes all of the investment management and distribution entities affiliated with Natixis Distribution, LLC and Natixis Investment Managers SA. This material may not be redistributed, published, or reproduced, in whole or in part. Although Natixis Investment Managers believes the information provided in this material to be reliable, including that from third-party sources, it does not guarantee the accuracy, adequacy or completeness of such information. This material should not be considered a solicitation to buy or an offer to sell any product or service to any person in any jurisdiction where such activity would be unlawful. This material is provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. The views and opinions contained herein reflect the subjective judgments and assumptions of the authors only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Natixis Investment Managers or any of its affiliates. The views and opinions expressed may change based on market and other conditions. There can be no assurance that developments will transpire as forecasted, and actual results may vary. All investing involves risk, including the risk of loss. Investment risk exists with equity, fixed income, and alternative investments. There is no assurance that any investment will meet its performance objectives or that losses will be avoided. Investors should fully understand the risks associated with any investment prior to investing. Add tracks. 5528464. 1. 1. Expiration date. December 31, 2023. POD 47. March. 2023.